Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now everybody and welcome back to acts of pod we are coming to you from our self-isolation tanks <laughs> um our home studios and we are six feet away from everybody um as always i'm lead vocal um dream maker oath quaker <laughs> gina <laughs> Taker. Um, on base, we have Anne. Hello, Anne. How are you doing? Um, I you know, uh, just reading a lot of news. Is that right? Is that right? <laughs> I'm a little bit obsessed. <laughs> yeah, and uh, on on keyboards and percussion. A uh, demonic xylophone and haunted oboe. <laughs> we have Cezanne. How how are you doing? How well, are you doing, I'm uh, I'm doing okay. I'm deeply deeply invested in a paint by number right now that I'd really like <laughs> to get back to. <laughs> That's right. That's and right. Uh, I've been reading about the first couple of paragraphs of about five thousand articles and not being able to finish any of them. <laughs> Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. like, okay, got it. Got I'm it. like, headline, let me make sure this isn't too inflamed. Is this real? Okay, got it. Uh-huh. Move on. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are still bad. No, cool. It's pretty cool. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Anxiety producing. No thanks. Yeah. You know, I found that anxiety has a negative effect on my executive functioning skills, such as attention. And uh-huh. um, yes. regulation. Right. Shut it down. Yeah. Back to the wolf. Back to the wolf. <laughs> Back to the, the wolf. wolf paint by number. Which is actually, it's really coming together. <laughs> I, I, was, I was thinking about I, looking into paint by number uh, myself. I recommend it. Honestly, it's a great way to I used to love it. Things. Yeah. 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 You put for on sure. a little music in the background. Mm-hmm. And um you know. I did buy a thousand piece dog breed jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Well, I've gotten the a lot of work. puzzles together. Those pieces. <laughs> With my, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of work done on um all right laptop. Oh, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um so and some just some touches on you know even further down the downward spiral. Yeah, it feels um, really that feels really apropos at this point. That's right. Just thematically. And, right. Um, so I'm sure you've got a lot of inspo. For that. That's right, because emotionally I'm there. Yeah. You know, I was already on the downward spiral, but yeah. I'm oh. e- I'm even further down. Right. Like, it's starting Just, to feel a little on the nose at this point, maybe. Yeah, that's right. So. Now I'm just imagining, like, if this had happened, you know, when we were in high school, or maybe high school or now, I don't, like, goth, are, are goths, like, really excited right now? Well, I. I mean, I'm excited. Not, but I don't mean it like that. That sounds weird. <laughs> well, I am still a goth, and and right. I can tell you that. I mean, is there a part of me that has waited for the rest of the world to join me right. in hell? That's, sure. yeah, that's to kind of that's get a, there. Yes. 
Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, see, we told you, guys. Yeah. Well, and also, that's what I mean. As somebody who has um, a life threatening chronic illness and has had to (laughs) spend so much time in self isolation because I have an oppressed, like, uh, uh, what's it called? Immunosuppressed. Yeah, I'm immunosuppressed. Watching everybody else lose their mind doing what I've had to do. I mean, yeah. does it bring me a modicum of joy? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it does. I mean, would should I be a better person? Maybe. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That's not good. So, <laughs> I... Uh, so we've been, um, you know, like I said, social distancing. And, uh, you know, what we thought it was important to do is not only, you know, um, provide content because, you know, to fill the hours and hours and hours of time <laughs> that that you have to fill. Um, but also, it's important that, that you guys know what's going on socially so you can be... Uh, concerned and citizens ready, ready to strike like a like Ricky Ticky Tavi. I was wondering where you're going with that. Uh, the serpent. Yep. Of, uh, yep. I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, yeah, these these sneaky corporate interests. Um, you know, but we just want you to be informed so you can be ready to act. Right. Because there's some bad actors out there, guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, you know, crises bring out the bad actors. I mean, uh, they bring so out good actors. I'm sure you saw the um, the uh, beautiful compilation of famous people singing Imagine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm, I missed that one. Oh, I'll forward it to you. I've been in the doom and gloom area. I've been yeah. kind of bypassing the... Inspirational I didn't, I didn't, sunshine things. Yeah. I didn't watch it. But I did read the angry responses to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have got a kick out of that, I think. <laughs> no, there was a there was a response to it where they recorded a, a slob on my knob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Which was so much better. But anyway. Um I was going to say, maybe we could put the... So we're recording this March 22nd, and a week ago, uh, I don't know, what was, what was the count a week ago in the United States of the coronavirus? Um, I 20? I don't know. <laughs> Why are you asking? What, three? Lower. Lower. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think it's just interesting. Basically, I guess the point being is that things are changing things are changing every day uh-huh right and like things oh. that i thought would be interesting talking points two days ago are now very old news so right right i think they're still relevant well sure no I no, think, no i mean yes yeah are they relevant yes but i just mean like the news cycle is going in right. high gear there's so many things right. happening and what 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 are you grinning about over there and I don't know. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking we could do a Venice episode. Okay. Well, I'm glad you brought it up because <laughs> Anne has been a little bit obsessed about <laughs> how beautiful Venice is now. I mean, without... it is. It is for the most part. I don't know. I don't know that it's beautiful. All I know, I heard like. Dolphins are back, and there's like a picture of a dolphin. But and like, oh. Venice is an objectively beautiful city that is overrun by tourists, okay. like almost a hundred percent of the time. So, right. yes, it is. It right. is beautiful. It the, is beautiful. The now. canals look beautiful. It is serene. Nature is, you know. Yeah, because I was reading like normally. Venice in in the month of March, Venice sees about seven hundred thousand tourists. That significantly has dropped down this month. Right. Well, I mean, again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, the canals are clear. The water is clear. 
I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. And so <laughs> Anne has been sending us so many pictures. She sent us a link to a Facebook page. Oh, and just a dedicated Facebook page to the beauty <laughs> of, of, of Venice and its sort of, I guess, natural state. And so, uh, yeah, not, yeah. Cezanne and I, since we have been friends with Anne for 20 years, <laughs> trusting her so implicitly, we, we open up this Facebook page to look at what we assume are the natural wonders and beauties <laughs> of Venice. You want to tell them what we saw? <laughs> As soon well, as we first, opened up. I mean, no, no, no. There were at least the first five posts or so were. <laughs> yeah, there was, were, a, there was a were couple. Legitimately yeah. gorgeous and uh-huh. sort of a bit breathtaking and, you know. Interesting. Interesting. And, and interesting. Uh-huh. And then. <laughs> And then Anne, then Anne, what did we see? <laughs> Which she also texted us a warning about after, like, a good, I don't know, three minutes after we had already scrolled on the page. Yeah. <laughs> what was you it, saw, Anne? I, I said, um, uh, just don't look at the seagull eating a rat. <laughs> she said, scroll, just scroll past the seagull eating the rat. <laughs> Right. And and Cezanne said too late. <laughs> and Gina was horrified. <laughs> okay, when I say eating a rat. Oh, just I mean I didn't watch until the end to see if it was actually successful, was it? It oh. was. It was. Oh, <laughs> the rat the relish. At least the size, like the body part of the rat was as big as the seagull. Pretty much, I mean, at least. It, yeah. it honestly looked like when a snake swallows an alligator, you saw the whole <laughs> so body saw, of the rap. All I saw was like the first three attempts of the seagull oh. to huh, huh, get that rat down its gullet and then cork it back up. <laughs> Damn it! That fucking rat just f- flopping back onto the ground. <laughs> that oh, rat wanted to. Oh, I cannot live. unsee it. That rat wanted to live like all of us during this rotavirus. The rat dead. was dead. The rat wasn't moving. It was, the rat was dead. The rat was dead. The, oh, the it was. Seagull Sorry. Was, the seagull just couldn't get it down. It was a it was huge like, rat. Time <laughs> try again. I'm going to tell you, I feel like I've seen that movement before, that neck movement when you're trying to really work on something that's too big for your gullet. throat. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it it was disturbing. (laughs) Yeah. The beauty of Venice. (laughs) During these age, during this age of the coronavirus. I really could have gone my whole life. later. Three minutes later, just scroll past <laughs> seagull eating the rat. Too late. Too late. I was oh, like, oh, I can forever. go for some beauty right now. Holy fuck. <laughs> I did not realize it was there. <laughs> Too late. There forever. Yeah. You forwarded the group without, like, scrolling down to, like, the fifth post on it. It's okay. Uh, I forgive you. I may you. have watched it and then forgot and then realized, like, yeah. I'm like, can will the other pictures outweigh, <laughs> outweigh that video? I know what'll cheer up, my friends. <laughs> oh, beauty of Venice. By the way, I'll just scroll right past I that. didn't, honestly, I didn't even know a seagull would desire a rat in that Don't way. Don't eat anything. I think they're way grosser than I ever knew. That's what they're at garbage dumps. They they hang out at garbage dumps. Oh yeah, they're gross. But wow, I've been to a garbage dump in Central like Texas that. with seagulls everywhere. Yeah, like what are y'all doing here? Yeah, there's no ocean. Well, well hey, let's surface. not. They're right. eating rats. They're eating rats. Okay, <laughs> they're looking <laughs> for the rats. <laughs> they're actually predatory birds. You just didn't know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh. Wow. Okay. So, 
<laughs> From this point, we'll go in. Speaking of predatory <laughs> dirty birds. Yeah. There you, there you go. go. That That's the segue. Good job. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the seagulls who are willing to gobble up anything. <laughs> um at the moment, obviously, we are in a an un, an unprecedented crisis. I mean, we've had we've had pandemics before, but um for all of these things to happen at one time, it's a bit unprecedented. Well, and being global where you just can go anywhere and people are there's so many people there's taking so many trains and people. planes. <laughs> so many people so <laughs> travel. Guys. <laughs> Do you know you can go nearly anywhere in the world <laughs> and you'll find people. <laughs> a long time ago, there were a lot of people. And now there's that even was more. a long time ago. But <laughs> now there's even more people. And they're everywhere. And they're all, they're all contagious. <laughs> they participate in something I like to call an academy. <laughs> okay. Yes, okay. You, yes, we are connected in a way that we haven't been connected before. That's Good right. Point. By the telephone. <laughs> By the computer. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Steam engine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Okay. Everybody's Rolodex is connected to everybody else's Rolodex. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, it's an iffy time. And, um, you know, some people are... um, Taking advantage. Taking no. advantage. Yeah, they no. are, Cezanne. Cezanne? Oh, God, we've got some outrageous examples, I think, of of people taking advantage. Did you want to start, Anne, or? Uh, yeah, where do you want to, you want to start with, like, the the news coming out about the Oh, this, well, like, behind-the-scenes warning and dumping stocks and... Well, that's what I was going to say, no. is that there are, like, huge, big uh, people taking advantage of, like... We could see, like, how corporations are taking advantage of it, oh. and, but we could also see how individuals are taking advantage. Oh, yeah. Well, I was thinking that, too, but I was like, maybe no one wants to hear about me going on eBay. Uh, still. Because there's still, like, there's still people, like, selling things. Yeah. You know, I like saw that the, CNN article. Right, right. I saw the other day on eBay, it was like... Oh, two cans of Lysol for like $150 or something. Yeah. Right. And then, and then, you know, th- yeah, that article came out of uh, reporting on, uh, I guess, a couple that made over, what, $70,000 off Lysol wipes. But it was through Amazon. It was through Amazon, though, right? Yeah. Oh, Amazon. That's, oh, yeah, no, Amazon, because Amazon's supposedly cracking down, but. Well, there was, they can't even keep up with it. There was an article about the guy. I think he was in North Carolina or something, and he let them use his full name, and like because oh, he was trying God. to sort of he was trying to go with the angle of like this is my business. I always have been watching the news and figuring out what people would want, and then buying it cheap and selling it for a profit. Right. This is and he's wearing a shirt that says "Family Man, Family Business" or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, like, no. Um, nobody, nobody feels bad for you, because he's like, now I can't sell any of my stuff on Amazon because they cracked down on this. Yeah, they did. This is a little different than being like, oh, it's a Hot Wheels collector car, right? Yeah. Well, they, they, they. Does that cure coronavirus? Does your Hot Wheels cure it? <laughs> no. It was a New York Times article, and they actually were able to. 
um, because they took so many pictures, they were able to figure out where he was storing it because they saw like a boat in the background and there's only right. so many places in Tennessee that like had boat storage and like oh no yeah and then like yeah so there are people that like actually found where he was storing it oh really this very guy that I'm talking about the very guy yeah. from the New York Times article oh, wow. yeah and they were able to like from like context clues in the picture were able to figure out and they like busted open his storage unit Oh my god! Like we're able to Raid like get stuff. yeah they raided it for like because it was like for the public good or something. It was full of hand sanitizer and other like I think he bought a bunch of um, I think he bought a bunch of like things that are already packaged together like. You know, I don't know, like pandemic response packets. Actually, that like some yeah, it was like it was like necessary. It was necessary supplies. That's why they were able to gloves and and yeah supplies that maybe hospitals need right now. He was just like, well, since I can't sell them for a profit like I wanted to, I'm just gonna hold on to them. But he's like, he's just standing there proudly with his full name, and there's a picture of his wife and his like baby child (laughs) in the article. Like. Why would you why would you expose your family to that? Like if you're so good at predicting uh outcomes, like who's gonna wanna buy <laughs> can you not predict how much shit is gonna blow back on you and your family after this? <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Well that's the thing, that, because buddy. they keep uh, in all of the articles I read, people keep referring to themselves as hustlers. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm like Right. Well, I mean, again, for jewel. Oh, jewelry. I've got this. Like hustlers what? are. I mean, those are. There's not a, like a super positive connotation with that yeah. word. Yeah, it's not the most positive word. I mean, I get that it's sort of one of those things that's like you say about yourself to look cool, but also, you know. But not when you're talking about um, life and death, kind of like, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, you don't want to hustle people. Nurses, right. Nurses begging to. for supplies so they don't die. Well, yeah. and plus, like, if you're running a black market, like, in a tyrannical government and you're, they're fair <laughs> yeah. prices, then that's like a good hustler, right? Sure, sure, sure. sure, sure. Right, right, yeah. right, right. You know? Right. But, like, a bad hustler is when you're selling water for $20 <laughs> right. and, like, babies right. are dying. Yeah. yeah. Bad hustler. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> like, it's not cool. It's not cool. <laughs> it's not cool. Like, a good hustler, for example, is, like, during the Australian wildfires when there were sex workers who were taking pictures and the proceeds of those pictures. That is a wholesome w- hustle. Yes. yes. Yeah. Sure. That is a be- yeah a wholesome hustle. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. So anyway, yeah. So there's an example of um, Corona capitalism gone right. gone awry. Well, it's just like, hey, man, it's a free market. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Supply and demand. Right. Yeah. So like, if you wake like if up and <laughs> if we can't create wealth, where I mean, what? What? Who even are we as a country? You're right. You yeah, know? it's if all we over. can't con- create wealth, and we can't allow our our businesses to continue to create wealth. Then we might as well right. just throw in the towel. So is like, yeah. is that the same speech you're going to give me when I wake up in a bathtub after you've like taken my kidneys out? Like, you <laughs> exactly. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It, it, you know, there is there is a point where you have to like um, regulate to a degree because. People really will just sell anything, right. including body parts. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, because there there have been countries where they've had to like surrogates for pregnancy. They've had to like put regulations on that because you right. know, even that got out of control. So it's. Yeah, it's <sighs> uh, it's really it's it's a great fair system that encourages Compassion, empathy, obviously. 
Yeah. God. Oh. Yeah, and it's even coming down to sort of who can get tested and who can't. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is something that our president himself was said was just a thing that happens and has always happened. He's okay with it. Right. Oh, and also, well, hold on. There was another quote. This was like March 6th. It was something like, I mean, it, is it even worth it quoting? Because it's it's all lies. Like, yeah. it was something It was something like March 6th. Like, look, everybody's going to get a test. Everybody's going to get a oh, test. It's all good. It's so all good. Tests. It's all good. There's yeah. So many. But me- meanwhile, it's like, Every other alert is some, you know, millionaire like, well, they're they're sick and they'll be posting updates and like um they're like we're the strategy, did y'all did y'all see this? Like the strategy for, for some of the like hardest hit places as of now is like test management and like really, you know, we gotta buckle down and really figure out like a matrix of who gets this test and who doesn't i'm like that that's the exact opposite that like world health is saying or well, korea, we just don't, south korea but that's all, the only option we have we don't no, have I enough know. tests so no so no. you know the whole Forget idea it. of like tracking anything or figuring out who has it is you know or you know what direction it's going in at this point is out the window. That's not something we're doing now. Now it's just right. Yeah, the sort of metrics of like who who needs to be tested and who who do <laughs> we need matrix. to know have it. <laughs> yeah. Well, matrix, well, yeah. that matrix I guess could work too. Um, you're as always. Like I say, I can't get past one podcast without reading blocks of text. Please blocks read a text. block of text to us. <laughs> Well, you know, um, one of the the things that um, America has shown the rest of the world is why it's so important to have a for-profit, um, you know, healthcare system. Yeah. Why, it, why <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's the out. best model. It's the best model <laughs> in the world. It's so good. So, um, so, so good. In the new century, emergency medicine has continued to be downsized in the private sector by the shareholder value imperative of increasing short-term dividends and profits, and in the public sector by fiscal austerity and reductions in state and federal preparedness budgets. As a result, there are only 45,000 ICU beds available to deal with the projected flood of serious critical corona cases. By comparison, South Koreans have more than three times more beds available per Mm -hmm. thousand people than Americans. According to an investigation by USA Today, only eight states would have enough hospital beds to treat the one million Americans 60 and over who could become ill with COVID-19. So, um, yeah, the problem is, is that when you have a for-profit system, um, it doesn't make money to prepare for pandemic events because right. they want the and I've run across this um because they want every bed being used. They're not keeping empty beds around. Right. Well, yeah, I mean they're they're actuarial algorithm or whatever is based on sort of business as usual they're not planning for everything to fall apart because if everything falls apart that's a whole nother story right they're talking about making money in a in a sort of normal typical economy typical like they're not they're not they're not adding disasters into their their money-making Actuarial right. tables. That's not a thing that they do. The, I mean, maybe they quite, have yeah. maybe they have some like kind of worst case scenario projections, but that's not what they're taking to their shareholders. Right. Right. You no, know. they'll say that behind closed doors or whatever. Like because well, people the know people for, yeah. people know 
people knew what would happen when this hit a long time ago. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, like, like Burr, who had that, uh, you know, private meeting on, in February. Right. Well, uh, wait, wait, wait. Talk- what? Now, you say like Burr. Who is this Burr you speak of, man? <laughs> um, okay, I am talking about... Uh, I've got it prepared, actually. Um, okay, so he is um, Intelligence Committee Chairman. He also contributed to uh, writing the framework for the Pandemic and All Hazards Preparedness Act. Um, he's a senator out of, what, North Carolina, mm-hmm. I think. And do you want me to go into this right now? Or no? Yeah. Uh, held a... Held, held a meeting in, what, February 27th, private meeting, um, talking about uh, it, it. it's much more aggressive in its transmission than anything we've seen in recent history. It is probably more akin to the 1918 pandemic. Um, talking about companies, you need to alter your travel. Why risk it? Um, saying the military might be mobilized, blah, blah, blah. So, and then March 5th, that would be what, a week later? He's saying publicly, luckily we have the f- a framework in place that has put us in a better position than any other country I mean, to respond to respond to a public health threat. I mean, what, which framework is he referring to? <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy. It's not there. It's crazy. It's, it's not there at all. Um, oh, and, th- and so anyway, and Gina, you could take over here. You, you probably know more about it. And so he's also been in the news because of these stocks he dumped, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know as much about that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So y- you are, but the, if we're still just talking about like the, how it's shown our medical preparedness, the whole right. thing, if, if we're still right. there. Okay, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Is that what you were bringing him up for? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah, I was specifically for that quote. Like we have, we have the best framework in the world. Okay, well then we'll just put a pin in Burr because we'll we we'll talk we can about circle that. back to him later. We'll circle back to him because we'll talk about. Well, so I've got a couple more quotes about preparedness. Mm-hmm. So, um. What has been obvious is that the hardest hit uh, states so far, like uh, New York and Washington and California, they're already running out of supplies. And it's a a personal protection. They call it PPE. Equipment. Equipment. That's right. Protection equipment. PPE. Right. And so um, the thing is, is that they... They could call on um, the government, like during times of war, they can call on companies to start manufacturing this equipment so they can supply <sighs> it. But but Trump has not done that yet. Mm-mm. He's told the governors that they need to uh, be responsible for it. But when they have put in bids for it, they've been outbid by the feds. Or they're bidding with each other. They're, against each other, state, yeah. state States are having to bid against each other. Wouldn't it be Which, nice if there was no bidding process at all and we could just agree <laughs> on a price? But no, that's not the free market. <laughs> yeah, I mean, People it's... who manufacture PPE, a necessary component of caring for people with a highly contagious virus, right? Um, won't be able to get it. Because, or no, the people who manufacture it need to, they have the right to get the highest price they possibly can for it. Cool. Great. Yeah. They have that right. And who are we, who is the government to say no? Right. Mm. I mean, they can in a time of crisis, which is what we're in. Yeah. Yeah, But I mean... You got, you know, you really have to be careful when you pull that stuff out. You want to wait until it's really dire. So you I know, don't know that yeah. a, I don't know that a global pandemic would qualify. I don't know what would qualify, but apparently the, yeah. this doesn't. 
the more I've read in the news about the 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 whole uh, defense production protection act, no defense production act of 1950 that he's he he says I don't know if he's saying he's enacted it or what. Well, but he here's hasn't, the thing: he it hasn't. hasn't. It hasn't. No, it hasn't. You know who did in the past? George W. Bush. Oh, I Clinton. thought he enacted it, but that he just uh, wasn't doing anything about it. No, he's not doing anything. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was actually put to use by, for example, oh. George W. Bush or Clinton or somebody else. I don't know. But uh, but not right now. So you're saying there have been times when other people, other leaders have decided it was a good idea. And this right. sort now, of unprecedented time. Right. However, here's here's I think the kicker because it was enacted with Clinton and Bush uh, to make sure natural gas shipping continued to supply California utilities to cope with the energy crisis. Well, it's to help with uh, California energy consumers to be able to get enough right electricity for their right, right, and gas? so. Yeah, so for utilities, yeah. that's, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, we need electricity. Like, but, I don't have a problem with them enacting it. I have a problem right. with, well, I have a problem with that, Trump setting the bar so high that this doesn't right. somehow count. Right. And the fact of like being like, well, we're still, we still want to let companies figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather have a heavy hand using it than than none at all but i don't know maybe that's that's just me yeah i mean obviously he's it's just a way for them to continue to make money yeah (laughs) until the very last instant well right and then it just it just shows that you know his priorities um it just it just but these states don't have the money always have been right have been to to preserve his relationships with business with corporations over you know the health and well-being and lives of well common and like, folk I I mean I don't know if we're supposed to be like well you know what corporations are doing the right thing GE they're stepping up to the plate you know uh g- Christian Dior's making hand sanitizer. See, <laughs> we don't need any help. Right. Um, I, I don't, I mean, is that, is that the, like, you know, winning takeaway of like, see, it works. No, not at all. Because none <laughs> of these corporations are offering paid sick leave. Yeah. And right. Not only that, um, there's a lot of them are doing, are doing layoffs already. And, some of them are asking for bailouts already. And considering, for example, like the airline industry that's asking for a bailout, 96% of the free cash that they've gotten in the past 10 years, including from like the tax like cuts, 96% of it has gone into stock buybacks. Yeah. So not into raising... Right. You know... Like, ra- like safety, uh, well, airplane safety. R- well, certainly not. Oh, okay, but salary, like airplane safety. Oh, yeah, right. Like salaries, yeah. like yeah, treating like, their workers, paying their workers more. Yeah, yeah, salaries, safety standards. Certainly not um, our comfort in you know, like we believe the inside of the plane. <laughs> yeah, no. Like not investing anymore. Um, it's gone into straight the- back into their mountain of treasure. <laughs> so, you know, as they argue against like investing into like uh, regular Americans because that would be socialism, they have no problem, right? Bailing out big business. Who- I, 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 uh- would be in a much better position if they had invested back <laughs> in any other way than to falsely inflate their value by yeah yeah <laughs> so 
Oh, it's like my brain is bleeding every day. Like, why? But you have to be careful because they're all asking for it. They were talking about like cruise lines and everything else asking for bail. I'm like, they're, first oh, yeah, of all, they we, are at the best back of the list. They're not right. even. <laughs> what would we do if the cruise industry ended up going down in flames? Well, and first of what all, they're would not we even as a society do without cruise lines. Anyway. Well, they're not even registered in the U.S., so Ooh, we right, shouldn't be blaming. Right. They should be asking, for example, one of them is like registered in Liberia, so ask Liberia to bail you out. Oh my god! You know? Gosh. <laughs> yeah, they're not registered in the U.S. because, yeah, so that they can... For tax you know, havens. Tax, yeah. Uh. Yeah, so if you're not getting tax... But, it, the, so, the other thing is that um... It, with income inequality, here's the problem, is that um, uh, national and regional stockpiles have been maintained at levels far below what is indicated by epi- epidemic models. So the test kit debacle has coincided with a critical shortage of protective equipment for health workers. And militant nurses, our national social conscience, are making sure that we all understand the grave dangers created by in- inadequate stockpiles of protective supplies like in a 95 face mask. And they also remind us that hospitals have become greenhouses for anti um, antibiotic resistant superbugs such as S. aureus and C. difficile, which may become major secondary killers in overcrowded hospital wards. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the problem is that, you know, when you make these huge cuts is that when you have people that, you know, all these people that are subject to disease it, and they're in hospitals, it's like you have to worry about, you know, all these other things that spread. And you can't stop them spreading from you just because you're rich. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is a kind of an equalizer in that way. Can I uh, just add a little fun angle to that whole hospital PPE thing. Yes. Um, So when we talk about, you know, for-profit, you know, one of the worst areas for that to be is obviously medical care. And so here's one way that it has shaken out that I have seen is that, um, so in medical facilities, like skilled nursing facilities or, you know, acute care hospitals, whatever, Um, There are people there who are being admitted for, you know, other things besides COVID-19, like um, like stroke, traumatic brain injury, what have you. All that stuff is still happening. And so there are, you know, allied um, health professionals there, like occupational therapists, um, physical therapists, speech language pathologists that, you know, do, you know, assess people or enter in there every day. A lot of them and a lot of nurses also work PRN. So they work at multiple facilities and, um, they are responsible for, in a lot of places they have to have like, let's say 95% productivity. So they have to basically be seeing patients, seeing patients, seeing patients all the time. They barely have any time to document whatever. That's another issue. And in, in multiple hospitals. So, you, yeah, you're moving around. Yeah. So far, so good. And so they're still getting orders for things like, you know, let's say a patient comes in with breathing difficulty or whatever. They're still getting orders to go in and do like a bedside swallow exam to make sure that they're still safe to take food. Uh, you know, by even though, you know, we really should be getting it down to only like the most necessary type of things. So not only do our, if we have insurance companies and like director of rehab services that are telling these people to go in and see potentially very likely contagious patients, but they also don't have PPE. So they're going in there to do unnecessary procedures so that they can keep billing insurance for it. Mm-hmm. So they can right. keep making money on those visits and those evaluations. Mm-hmm. And then they don't have the appropriate um, protective gear. And so yeah. they're seeing patients within that facility. And then they're going and seeing patients at other facilities. 
Yeah. And they're doing that. And, they, you know, since they're working PRN, you know, they're contract workers. So if they don't work, they don't get paid. So they're disincentivized to stay home. And, you know, they risk having to tell, you know, their directors that they are not going to do something because it's not safe. And then. So yeah, that's fun. That's a fun thing that's also happening. It is fun. You're, I mean, you've got a lot of choice there. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's just people are having to choose between getting paid and you know, and there are people that they do need to see, um, but but they're definitely like the structure is there to make money. It's not there to prioritize who really needs to be seen, and there's de- and it's definitely not there to protect the healthcare workers or the patients who are seen by the healthcare workers who don't have the right care. I mean, that's the other thing is that like, for example, in Texas, like one in five people aren't covered by Mm -hmm. at all. So even, even the most serious patients or people that you would think would that very likely have COVID, I mean, do you think that they would be tested over somebody that they could bill for it? I mean, right. Yeah. Um, are you, you think they're going to get a test over again, over somebody that, you know, you can bill for treatment? Oh, no. Yeah. No, you just reminded me of this links into the, the most recent stimulus package that was rejected, I guess, today mm-hmm. by the Democrats. It's because um, part of it was to uh, it gave the Federal Reserve access to 425 billion that could be used for loans to struggling companies without any restrictions on which businesses could receive it or how it could be used. Like this, basically, we're going to set aside. Hey, here's our here's our helpful package, everybody. It's that much money we need for these struggling companies, okay? With no restrictions, none, yeah, whatsoever. So yeah, they could do stock buybacks with it. Sure. Yeah, they wouldn't have to like. They wouldn't say have that to hire back workers that they've laid uh, off. Like laid off. They wouldn't have to. Yeah. Cool. Great. Also, yeah, but- you know the stimulus package where they're giving everybody the same amount of money. <laughs> right. That seems odd. <laughs> this seems like a strange choice. Like, <laughs> well, and the other thing too is that it also goes to show like the percentage of like contract workers. Oh, you know, yes. like if, yeah. if people didn't realize like how like the percentage of contract workers that were in the economy before, yeah. like they're oh, going to well, know people, now. Yeah. People who are going to lose their medical coverage, people who are, who never had it. People who, yeah. uh, yeah. I mean, I have to, I like, I'm a contract worker. Everybody in my field is a contract worker. Every yeah. single person in my field is a contract yeah. worker. And there's no paid time off. There's no leave. There's not. Right. Yeah. No. You're not crewing it's any like, of that. There's no sick days to take or vacation days to to kind of try to no. halt, like, stave off the lack of income. No. I mean, they, like, there is no, like, your, like, ceremonious, like, you're fired or, you know, here's your, like, cushioned two-week whatever that's right. called. What's that called when they give you a... Severance. Severance, yeah. Severance package. Yeah, there's no that. There's... Yeah. No golden parachutes. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, there's a swift kick off the plane. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're booted. How, how would you... Okay, how would you argue with this point? This is a uh, Republican Senator Ron Johnson. I don't have in my notes where it's what state he's from. Um, I hope it's not Texas because I'm gonna look dumb. But um, the day after they signed, uh, they put into they they signed the first coronavirus relief package. He's like, oh, whoa, whoa, everybody, wait a minute. <laughs> he's like. 
We don't shut down our, our economy because tens of thousands of people die on the highways. Mm. It's a risk we accept so we can move about. Right. How do you respond to that kind of thing? Gina? I mean, <laughs> with, with a shake of my head. <laughs> the disappointed shake of my head. Well, it's like the it's shockingly amoral. Well, right. and, and ignorant too. Like I think there's a level of like it's like no, I'm sorry, but this is not the same as cancer. It's not the same as it's- Car uh, crashes, car statistics. crashes. It's not the same as you know, violence on the. St- I've seen that violence, like urban street violence. I'm sorry, but this yeah. is different. Like people are actually trying to mitigate that, and there are people actively, you know, pushing against it all the time. And yeah. like, no, I'm sorry, but a, a novel virus running its way- course through, right. uh, like that entire globe is not the same thing and it is worth it to try yeah. to mitigate it can, can you imagine it like the the police don't have enough guns <laughs> would that be a deal i'm not sure <laughs> yeah maybe we should flush that out <laughs> well okay like being like well people don't have uh you know face masks or whatever oh well Uh-oh. Oh, People don't have enough guns. Would there would, be a different reaction right, to that? Because of the violence thing. Well, we've got to do the war on violence. Every We need every uh, officer with a gun and da-da-da. And, okay. like, that would be unacceptable. Uh, right. okay. That would never be. So, like, don't, like, aren't British cops, they don't all have guns, right? No, no, they don't. They don't. They Based don't on the British mystery shows I watched. Based watch, on the procedurals. They, they, they go in woefully unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> so, where are their guns? <laughs> but, um, yeah, the other thing is that you're asking people to stay home. You're asking them to, to self-sacrifice and not earn. So, that, that's another big difference. People aren't doing this for funsies. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's another huge difference. Like, they're doing this to try and save other people's lives that they may not know. Because the the other thing is, is that there probably are a lot of people who would be willing to take the risk, you know, because they are young and strong and they think they could survive. But the, there are so many more that wouldn't. So, right. they're, you know, they're trying to, you know, because if they didn't there would be something like an 80% infection rate, you know? Right. So, you know, when you ask people to take on this kind of sacrifice, then, yeah, you you have to, you know, as a, as a country, you have to do what you can to ameliorate that circumstance, the huge hit financially that everybody is going to take. Well, yeah. and the, the reason you have to mitigate it the reason that this isn't like like cancer or whatever is because the system is sort of set up because we know how many people are going to get cancer and we yeah. have the facilities to you know i mean certainly not the the you know we certainly don't take care of people to the point where they don't have to go into financial ruin but we're not going to have people like dying in there like thousands of people tens of thousands of people possibly dying in their homes if this like just runs its way with no mitigation efforts whatsoever like if y'all if if the governor of Oklahoma keeps going out to restaurants (laughs) with his crowded restaurants with his kids (laughs) saying we ain't scared like if that's how everybody acts then we're fucked and some like somebody we know is gonna die in their home because they there's nowhere for them to be are, are you gonna Are you gonna Facetime that funeral? I don't want to Facetime a funeral. No, I really don't. I really don't want to have to do that. I mean, That's what they're doing in Italy. Jesus, yeah, I don't want to be at home with a dead loved one in another room because nobody can come pick up the corpse. Like, is that something that we're okay with? Just so like restaurants don't have to shut down. 
I mean, or, I get it. Like, it GameStop does suck. Or, yeah, or GameStop, or, for example. <laughs> other essential services. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, Party City. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to need that. Uh, Bath and Body Works. Get You need coconut lotion right now. Well, um, as you know, <laughs> Hobby Lobby isn't quite... Yeah. <laughs> Don't say it. Well, you know, it's not closing because the owner's wife had a vision that God said it was going to be okay, so. Well, did you did you hear the, I can't remember what the message is now. Damn it, because it's, it's alliterative. It's um, such a. For Hobby Lobby? Yeah, it's like Barbara had a, Barbara's the prayer warrior in the family, and she, you know, she got some words from God, and they all started. Who will? Serve a God who will guard, who will guide us through the storm, who will guard us as we travel to places, will groom us to be better. That's the other one, groom. It's God, God, guard, and groom. Groom. Ew. What is he going to groom us for? I don't know, some like, some, yeah. What does it say, Anne? Oh, it says, will groom us to be better than we could have ever thought possible. Before now. I feel like he's grooming us for something else. <laughs> <laughs> Swallowing dead rats. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what's so beautiful about that seagull and the rat. It's like, <laughs> that's what's there really you go. Gorgeous about it. There you go. You know what? There is beauty in that because it's like, here, that seagulls are going to keep Eating huge rats. <laughs> Nothing you know? can stop seagulls from like attempting you, to eat. You huge think? Rats. Yeah. Oh, all the PPE in the world won't protect you from seagulls <laughs> from, eating rats. From stumbling upon a seagull horking down a rat. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, the the reason I thought it was important to bring this up was not just because it was depressing, <laughs> uh, but also because, you know, we're at a pivotal time and, you know, there is, a, you know, a lot of times where during chaos, like, uh, there are right-wing uh people will start to lobby and try to get a lot of things done on their behalf, like big bailouts for big companies, like during the 208 crash, 2008 crash. Um, they'll try, you know, like maybe... Ohio did something super fun along those lines. Did you see that? Right. Stop abortions. Oh. Stopping non-essential abortions. Right. So... <sighs> Right, like civil liberties, stuff like that. You're going to have to watch out for that. But, you know, at the same time, uh, you know, this is an election year. So if things like Medicare for all and, <laughs> you know. Well, the thing of it is, is that we're not going to come out of this without huge intervention, you know, huge government programs. I mean, it has yeah. to happen. And so hopefully that will sort of pry open the the gates for some appropriate social safety net to maybe be implemented and maybe going forward that could just be a thing we have. <laughs> but, yeah. So just, um, you know... Keep your eye out for any shenanigans and, you know, try and vote. That's it. <laughs> uh, you know, well, we hope you're coping. We hope you're coping. Get yourself a paint by, by, by number, a big yeah. one. Yeah, a big one. I don't know. Maybe they're all gone by now. Maybe I got the last one. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Azan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. After this, I'm going to shut myself up and play my haunted instruments. <laughs> I mean, maybe you need to work on even further down the downward spiral. 
I'm going to be making ventilators. So if anyone needs one. Okay. With your 3D printer. Um, I have a engineering medical degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be selling them on eBay for a, a gazillion dollars. <laughs> yeah. And let the bidding war ensue. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to... Uh, Take old bottles of Lysol <laughs> and filling them with toilet water. Uh, yes, there you go. <laughs> with toilet water. And yeah. the entrepreneurial spirit. That's right. Oh, man. All right, friends. Well. Yeah. Whew. Well, if you need to, uh, you know, reach us or talk to us about your quarantine experience or just need a friendly voice uh, you can get in touch with us at axofpod at gmail axofpod on twitter axofpod six feet away from your mother's house (laughs) 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 axofpod <laughs> Facebook. Oh. <laughs> and, um, oh. is that it, everybody? I think that's I it. I guess so. Yeah. I feel like All it right. is. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll, right. we'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm gonna. <laughs> I know what I want to say. <laughs> All right. Well. Stay, stay strong. <laughs> Goodbye now. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha